So the other day, someone was so rude to me as a customer in front of another customer that when the rude person, surprise, he was old and white and he walked out, the other couple looked at me and said, and I quote, I don't know if I should give you a shot of vodka or a gun. That's excellent. It was so good because they were like, I was trying so hard to be nice Mm -hmm. and he was so rude and they were just so on my team. And I'm like, I feel like we've had a spiritual communion where for one brief moment, we all hated the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Hatred brings people together. That is the theory of the internet. Yes. Hi, I'm Heidi and my personality has finally succumbed to the darkness. And I'm Rory, and I'm playing a rich preppy. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers ahead. I almost forgot I am supposed to say that with you. Mm-hmm. When, when you were I almost forget every time. Every single time. Every just like single time. Coming back, coming back, coming back. Okay, so this podcast uh, is unabashedly positive. Yes. We know that. However, there is one thing that we like one line in the sand besides Hemingway that like we draw and it's not a line in the sand so much as like a moat. Yes. And it's that the Narnia books start with Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe and then go (laughs) Prince Caspian (laughs) and then go Voyage of the Dawn Treader and then go Silver Chair, Magician's Nephew, Horse and His Boy. Those two can be flip-flopped, but I don't see why you would bother. And then Last Battle, which means that since we were both Busy slash sick slash busy slash sick. Yes. It was alternating. <laughs> yeah. Like who was not <laughs> up to the task yeah. <laughs> was changing. Um, so we're sorry that this isn't a week late, but next week there will be an episode. Yes. So we're going to be back on schedule. This one's just a full week late. Yeah. We're going to talk about the second Narnia Chronicle. Prince Caspian. Hey. <laughs> it is the second one. Yes. It is so good. It is the second one. Here's your plot summary. The four Pevensey children return to Narnia when the current supposed to be king of Narnia calls out for help because his uncle has usurped the throne. And the Narnians are on the side of Prince Caspian, who should Mm -hmm. be king, because uh, as they say it, nothing is ever right in Narnia without a son of Adam on the throne mm-hmm. so or a daughter of Eve on the throne so they know that they need they need a human to to rule they just can't uh, have Uncle Miraz because he's the worst right ew yep <laughs> so the whole book is oh. is the story of the four Pevensies coming from what feels like out of the past for the Narnians mm-hmm. to come and rescue Prince Caspian and put him on the throne where he belongs hallelujah hey this is the war Narnia as uh, Planet yes. Narnia puts it, this is the one that Mars rules over, uh. for those of you who've read Planet Narnia. And if you haven't, just think about war. It's so fun and feisty. It's so fun and feisty. Also, I always read DLF as not dear little friend and exclusively as something we can't say on this podcast. The internet has ruined me forever. That being said, uh. the dear little friend is great. Yes. He's so fantastic. Oh, Everyone's so good. Everyone's so good in this. Yeah. Okay. Favorite scene in Prince Caspian? Like, favorite kind of moment? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Like, I re- like it's hard to divide Prince Caspian into scenes. I think it is yeah. 
the weakest Narnia, but I also enjoy it. It's one of my favorites to actually read. Like yeah. I love reading it, but it's it's by far the weakest book, if that makes sense. Right. Like it's fun, but I can't explain why I like it. Right. I did find a fantastic line out of context and then a fantastic line in context. Uh-huh. Obey the High King, your majesty. Like that's just such a good line. Like your majesty, but he's high majesty. Yeah. Okay. Also, this feels like peak Heidi as Edmund. Oh, come on, growled Edmund. We've got to go. There'll be no peace till we do. He fully intended to back Lucy up, but he was annoyed at losing his night's sleep and was making up for it by doing everything as sulkily as possible. Yep. That is... Oh, my gosh. Heidi woken up in the morning. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's bad. Hey, I think the last scene, the door in the air, is so good. Yeah. Oh, Peter and Susan handle it so well being, mm. yeah. being aged out. Certainly better than I handled being aged out of TTM. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Prince Caspian feels like um, C.S. Lewis's fantasies, like all of his Mm -hmm. favorite tropes in one book, and I love it so much. Like, there's two duels. There's two Uh, one-on-one duels in this book. Yes, the duels. I totally. So there's Edmund versus the dwarf because <laughs> it will be embarrassing for them if Edmund loses, but not yeah. as embarrassing as if Peter loses. And it yeah. will only make the dwarf feel worse if uh, he loses to Peter. Like they might as well just go yeah. for Edmund. Edmund, Peter versus Miraz, which is so good. Yes. So good. Oh, and Edmund, I guess that's what comes of being the high king and a knight. <laughs> like as <laughs> if it wasn't enough that he's won. <laughs> the other. Uh, yep. Uh, Uncle Miraz is very much like um, Trom from Till We Have Faces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So much like Trom. Prince Caspian reminds oh, me yeah. so much of Orwell. Yeah. Um, in Till We Have Faces. I'm plugging Till We Have Faces because you all need to read that before we do a podcast about it because it's so good. Yeah. You need to be in on all of this stuff. Also, like C.S. Lewis's obsession with the fact that someday King Arthur is going to come back. Oh. <laughs> like... He he had it happens in more than one book, and in this one he's Aww. like it would be as if King Arthur comes back, which some people say he will, and I say the sooner the better. And it's just like okay, Jack, okay. <laughs> you want King like Arthur to come back? That's fine. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. He okay. can't he can't do a worse job. You know yeah, who would no. put a stop to Brexit? King Arthur. King Arthur. <laughs> Wouldn't even let it happen. Mm-mm. Mm. He wouldn't have put it to a vote. Mm-mm. First I scene, duels, and last scene. Yeah. Or not necessarily the first scene, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the first scene's really good. Yeah. Okay. Favorite scenes um, when Peter and Edmund burst in on these, like, occult thing. <laughs> like, the the werewolf and the witch are going to summon the white witch out of right. the past, and Edmund and Peter just bust in and are like, not today, Satan. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, that scene, Susan, the whole like at Lucy following Aslan arc of yeah. like everyone seeing Aslan. I love how that unfolds. Yeah, and um, and the duels. Yeah, yeah, the duels. I mean, come on, who doesn't love a good duel? A good duel, and like a good a good duel leaves most of it to the imagination. Yeah, which these do. Like they give you enough that you get it. But yeah. a, a bad duel goes move by move in a yeah. book. A good duel is like. I can imagine this so richly 
And I only need a little bit of information to get me started. Yeah. Sword, 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 shield, sword. Sword, sword. Sword, 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 sword. Helmet, sword. Yep. <laughs> yep. That is a movie moment that I'm like, yeah, that feels very much like something from the book. Yeah. Where Peter's like, if I don't make it out of here, and Edmund looks like he's listening and then just pops Peter's shoulder back into place. <laughs> 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 You're not dead yet, buddy. Also, a line from a line from the movie that feels like it should have been in the book. The only reason I'm mentioning mm-hmm. it is when Peter's like, I don't think you've been listening to what everyone's been saying, Lou. No, you're not listening. Or did you forget who really defeated the White Witch, Peter? Uh. And it's just like, ah, oh yes, Peter, doubting Aslan. A bad choice on Peter's part. A bad choice, yep. Well, Susan's the worst in this book. Mm-hmm. At doubting, at doubting. Yes. Which, you know, <laughs> there's no defending Susan. <laughs> Lover. Um, All of the Pevensies are problematic. Yeah, in their own very special way. Yeah, except for Lucy, whose problem is that nobody listens. Yeah. Which is fair. Like That's a problem. Of, well, and all of the people we know who were like, they're totally a Lucy. Like, the only the problem, only problem they, they, have they have is that people don't listen yeah and also i'm realizing that like the main lucy i know like the one who i interact with the most like i'm very edmund about it where it's just like disagreeing with lucy an unnecessary step in agreeing with lucy (laughs) yeah and i'm very big brother about it yeah very like whatever you say as though they're not always right every single time yeah i'm i'm very like well the last time i said no it didn't go well for me. Yep. So this time, not gonna, not no. gonna fight it. Nope. Any any really solid lines from this that you're just like, dang. I mean, all of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, <laughs> I'm just flipping to random pages, just and I'm like, like there's uh, gonna be a Lewis line on here somewhere. Yeah. Now you are a lioness, said Aslan, and now all Narnia will be renewed. <laughs> I can't with Aslan. Every time he talks, I'm just like a breath of fresh air in my heart. It's so cheesy, but also every time Aslan talks, I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, wind in me, in my hair. Oh, this is when they're talking about the horn that summoned them. I don't know why you shouldn't believe it, said Lucy, if you believe in magic at all. Aren't there lots of stories about magic forcing people out of one place, out of one world, into another? I mean, when a magician in the Arabian Nights calls up a djinn, it has to come. We had to come. Just like that. Oh, Reepicheep. This is also the one where Reepicheep shows up. Uh, yeah. I forgot that Reepicheep appears first in this one because he's so important in Don Treader. Right. Not that he's insignificant in Prince Caspian. But just Peter Peter talking to Reepicheep about, like, it's not that I don't want you to be a marshal of the lists. It's (laughs) that some humans are afraid of mice. Like, oh my god. I'm like, good job, Peter. <laughs> it's Peter's so diplomatic. That's what comes of being the high king and a knight. <laughs> um. Oh, I found it. I found it. I found it. I'm afraid it would not do, said Peter very gravely. Some humans are afraid of mice. I have observed it, sire, said Reepicheep. And it would not be quite fair to Miraz, Peter continued, to have in sight anything that might abate the edge of his courage. Your majesty is the mirror of honor, said the mouse with one of his admirable bows. I love Reepicheep. 
oh, this is this line. This is the this is the one line that I've double highlighted, which means that I I highlighted it both times oh I read gosh. it in this copy. Yeah. Mm. Caspian. I do indeed, sir, said Caspian. I was wishing that I came of a more honorable lineage. You come of the Lord Adam and the Lady Eve, said Aslan, and that is both honor enough to erect the head of the poorest beggar and shame enough to bow the shoulders of the greatest emperor on earth. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, ouch. Ooh. On a side note, I found the one line that justifies the movie's choice of having the Telmarines be Spanish. Mm. Senior Mouse. Dr. Cornelius calls <laughs> Ripucci Senior Mouse, which means that someone in uh. Narnia is speaking Spanish. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, because yeah. they were like, because the Telmarines are pirates right. that stumbled into a door on Earth that would lead them into Narnia. Right. Great. Fine. That's right. fine. But the film had them be Spanish, and it's like, okay. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. That makes sense. It, sure. It was a way to do it. Yeah. I don't care. It was my assessment. I'm like, yeah. that's neat. Yeah. But I found the line that justifies it. Someone in Narnia calling Reaper Cheap Senor. Senor. <laughs> yes. Hey. The whole Narnian air thing. Like, I love that. That it's like being in Narnia makes you who you were the last time you were in Narnia yeah. a little bit because of the air. And I'm like, it's so cool. Yeah. It's such a great story device. The air. Air is good. And also, like, the politics in this one are good. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. there's more than one side. Yeah. Because yeah? there's, like, Caspian, who is human. And mm-hmm. so there's the Narnians who are against having a human on the throne. And yeah. who just want all of the Telmarines out. And then there's the Telmarines who are the worst. Yeah. And then there's the Telmarines who are fine, which is kind of like Caspian. Yeah. And then there's the Narnians who want a human on the throne, just not Miraz. Like, they yeah. want a human who's on the side of the Narnians. And, like, that whole interweaving is fantastic. Right. And just infighting, family infighting over royal thrones is my jam. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I love... Tale as old as time. I love (laughs) a good intrigue. (laughs) I love a good political heist. Oh, political heist. I love a good assassination of a brother to take the throne. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Like, like Prince Caspian, if Hamlet could make a decision... Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Pr- pretty if much. Hamlet. Well, and also if Hamlet was a baby when everything <laughs> happened. Yeah. But like, I mean, really, Tolkien and Lewis just constantly rewriting Shakespeare so that they like it better is my yeah. favorite. <laughs> like, oh, it's a great strategy. I mean, really, honestly, it's such a great strategy. I just there's no reason to try to be original when you can just write the version that you wish you could read. Yeah. Like, there's so many stories out there that I'm like, I wish. That didn't happen, and this happened instead. Yeah. Because it would have been so much better. It was so no. good. Everything's so good. Aslan is so great. Also, Aslan gets bigger as you get bigger. Yeah, so that he's I always love that. Big. I love that so much. I love Aslan throwing the dwarf in the air and being like, shall we be friends? <laughs> the dwarf being like, I like that. That's a great idea. Uh, he's just so sassy, but also, like, so sweet and cuddly. Yeah, and so scary when he's roaring. Yeah. And Trumpkin is such a weirdie and a good boy. Trumpkin's such a good dwarf. And the badger being like, animals remember. Dwarves and humans forget. And centaurs being like, an excellent point, badger. (laughs) (laughs) You can't, if they walk on two legs, can't trust them. Nope. It's like, okay, that checks out. I mean, I have the same philosophy, so. Honestly? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've never met someone who I thought a dog was wrong about. Yeah. 
it's hard to talk about Prince Caspian by itself, but it's such a good book. Yeah. And it's it's such a fun read. Just read the Narnias because we're probably going to end up doing all seven on this podcast. Yes. Except for maybe The Last Battle. We're probably going to end up doing all seven. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. And The Last Battle has some scenes in it that I'm just like, ugh, those are my guts on the floor. <laughs> uh, I died. <laughs> yeah. Prince Caspian is the great political intrigue that at the heart of it oh, so good. is uh, two cousins vying for the throne. One of whom yeah. is an infant. Because the whole point, the whole reason Caspian's not gonna, like, the whole story is triggered by Miraz's wife having a son, and yeah. then them being like, "Well, we have a, an heir we want, so we're gonna kill Caspian because he's the legitimate heir to the throne." Yeah. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's also not unrelated to the plot of our movie. <laughs> In our film, an uncle is killed by the king who is his brother. So instead of the uncle killing the king to become king, it's an uncle killed by the king who leaves behind a son who tries to take the throne from the current king. That's right, mm. folks. We're talking about Marvel Studios' Black Panther. Yes. <laughs> so good. So Okay. Uh. Let's just get this out there. The soundtrack is perfect. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, they deserved uh, that Oscar they won. Oh, one hundred percent. Like the and also like it's just a gorgeous movie. It's so pretty. And also like the fact that it didn't feel fantasy ish at all is yeah. what's amazing because they had to build that culture from scratch. And it's like I feel like Wakanda exists. Yeah. Like that feels real. That exists. As much as anything else <laughs> in the Marvel universe. Yeah. And like DC can't even make a fake London. Yeah. That I'm that's convincing. It's like, yeah, it's just London. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, it's the same thing. And then Marvel's over here like, we made an entire fake African country that everyone kind of buys. Like, it's so good. Oh. Nakia is oh. great too. We could do what everyone else is doing, but better. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the that's the spirit. <laughs> we like you. Well, I'm like T'Challa. King oh. T'Challa. Oh. Shuri. The sandals. I love Shuri. The real oh, question is, what are those? <laughs> Why are your toes out in my lab? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Ooh. laboratory safety <laughs> protocol. Oh, you brought me another sad white boy to fix. <laughs> 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 yes, colonizer, I know what your name is. <laughs> like, Shuri uh. does not care. Like, uh. Shuri uh. has no chill. Oh. I love her so much. She reminds me of the twin in Horse and His Boy that's like, I shan't have to be the king. <laughs> like, oh. Just Shuri running around. I don't have to be queen. I don't have to be queen. <laughs> yeah, Shuri's a fake. Shuri is in the fans' minds, at least, a science bro. Because that's all oh, she does. Yeah. I mean, she is a science bro, but she has not joined the science bros. Right. But there will be a new generation of science bros. Hopefully. Oh, there better be. Yeah. Also, the Tolkien white guys. <laughs> so yeah. for those of you who are unfamiliar, there are two white characters, and they are played by Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis, both of whom were in The Hobbit, which means that they are not only the token white guys, they are the Tolkien white guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh. the only uh, white people of any significance in this movie. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Good. I've seen movies with white people. I don't need another one. No. 
it's also just uninteresting to have another movie where I understand the culture completely from the start. Yeah. Like that I find that very dull. Yeah. Um the spirit realm in Black Panther is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like that it's almost like northern lights lighting and yeah. it's so cool and so good. Yeah. And that it's not the same for um Killmonger. That yeah. his is like LA. Yeah. It's very good. A very good touch. Ugh. It's just so interesting and it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Like take away the plot and just have like Oh yeah. It's gorgeous. Well and like I feel like that's a that's a thing I wanna do now. I wanna f- come up with a rainbow of like movies that they're they're just so pretty. Yeah. Because Black Panther's the purple one. Yeah. Snow White and, Hun- and the Huntsman is the red one. So now I just need to find all the other colors. Um, Lady Bird. Lady Bird's the orange one or the yellow one? Not quite sure. It's one of those. T- it's either orange yeah. or yellow for sure. It just by the lighting scheme. Yeah. Um, ooh, it's orange because 42 is the yellow yeah. one. Yeah. Also, 42 uh, has Chad- Chadwick Bosman in it, who yep. plays T'Challa, yep. King of Wakanda. Oh. Wakanda forever. Also, their salute is great. Like, it's yeah. very easy to do. And definitely when we were watching uh, and Avengers Endgame, as soon as he was on the screen, I'm just like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Gotta hit that salute. <laughs> Here comes the king. Rise up. Oh. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. And yep. like, oh, uh, the spy versus the general scene is so good. Ooh, yeah. Like, are you loyal to the idea of Wakanda? Or are you loyal to yeah. Wakanda? And like that is such a good question. And that is also yeah. like kind of one of the questions at the heart of Prince Caspian is like, are you loyal to what this could be and should be? Or are you loyal to whoever is on the and throne? And whatever it is currently. Yeah. Are you loyal to to the object of the throne or are you loyal to the idea of the right. throne? And like that's kind of Nick Brick versus Trumpkin. Yeah. I feel like this is the only way we can talk about Prince Gaspian is yeah. through something else. But like the idea of like, oh, Narnia is what it is. Right. And we want to put someone, anyone else on the throne. Right. Versus like, no, it needs to be this kind of person because this kind of person like this can rule. Is the throne. Yeah. Instead of like the throne is here. and Yeah. Who, instead of the Game of Thrones, whoever sit, if you sit, it fit. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate that if rule. If it fits, I sit. Yeah. Or if I sits, I fits. Yeah. Like. It's like a game of a reverse game of keep away. Like yeah. like steal the base, but yeah. it's steal the throne. That is that not is that the plot of yeah. that show? I don't un- I no, haven't eh. seen it. <laughs> Great. That's that's the uh, impression uh, I got from uh, Twitter. Right. <laughs> is like if you sits you fits. Right. I'm like, great. So what? But uh but yeah, Prince Caspian where Miraz is like, I'm Lord Protector, just kidding, I'm king and then Aslan shows up and is like, You sure about that? <laughs> and then Aslan's like, "I'm king of Narnia. We're all cl- we're all clear on that, right?" And everyone's like, uh, "Yep, yeah, of course." Duh. Eventually, uh-huh. everyone gets clear on uh-huh. that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, when T'Challa comes back and is mm. like, mm-hmm. "I didn't surrender," and as you can see, I'm not dead, dead. and it's just like, ah, that is the biggest sky energy, because <laughs> like you know what they say, the sunsets in Wakanda are the prettiest in the world. Yep. Also, M'Baku's the best character. Yeah. And such a good redemption of such a racist character. Yeah. Like, I saw some comics with him on it. Man-Ape is real racist. Ugh. It's not a good oh, look. Oh, yeah. 
do you see yeah and it's yeah yeah great yeah and then mbaku's like this wonderful fleshed out character yeah. and super interesting and compelling and also a vegetarian which was just a neat touch yeah love that little touch there i will feed you to my children just kidding we're vegetarian, vegetarian. and it's like otherwise he'd feed you to his yeah. kids but as is no 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 i wouldn't like, do that <laughs> yeah like we want to make you the black panther so I have different news for me and good news for you. The old Black Panther is uh, over there in the snow. <laughs> um. I saved him. Here he is. I found him. Like, it's it's just so good. Yeah. And it's, like, that's, that is the moment where it's, like, there's a character who's loyal to the idea of Wakanda. Yeah. More than the throne. Yeah. And that's why they can get the throne back. Yeah. And that's a really interesting twist on that type of plot. Like, right. I've heard a lot of people be like, Black Panther's just like all the other Marvel movies. And I'm like, oh, my eyes rolled so hard that I can see my own brain. And on the screen what? in my brain, it says, you're wrong. How? I people guess. are just trying to find the bad in things that they like. That's why we have this podcast. Stop trying to make things bad unnecessarily. This podcast exists as a positive space. You're just trying to be a butt-faced miscreant. Excellent point. You're just trying to be special and interesting. And you're not. You're just rude and mean and dumb. It does not take courage to find this world difficult to live with. You should yeah. find happiness in things. And if you don't like it, Unless you think it is destructive, yeah. you don't have to talk about it. It's yeah. fine. Like, and I only bring that up because I really do think Black Panther is a good movie. Yeah. Like, I think it's a good movie, not just a good comic book movie. I've watched it so many times. So many times. Thinking of Thor Ragnarok. Completely separate from Black Panther, but I'm yeah putting it in there as Marvel movies that I watch on their own because I like them as movies. Yeah, I also do that, and there was an off- record conversation where i'm like i don't know if thor ragnarok is as good of a movie and rory totally brought me over it's absolutely (laughs) true (laughs) um but yeah go on with go on with your thor ragnarok theory um but i believe that more comedy directors should direct action movies because their timing is great Mm -hmm. they make like non-action scenes interesting yeah like talking scenes and scenes where they're not like actively fighting Mm -hmm. interesting yeah they they know how to like place people they just kn- they know they make it more interesting and they make it less like a like a oh this is super serious i can only yeah. watch it if i'm uh, in a serious mood but like it makes it interesting and like battles are funnier and like it's yeah. it's just all great it's hard to put like a fine point on the dis- the distinction for me but i feel like like i guess it's action adventure but i feel mm-hmm. like action adventure should be more clearly delineated from like violence movies. Right. Because I'm I'm a very it's a very different mood to be like, I want yeah. to watch something that feels violent, even right. though all of these movies have a ton of fighting in them. Like right. Black Panther is more of a violent movie yeah. than Thor Ragnarok, yeah. even though like it's got it's still, you know, yeah. wonderful. But like, for example, The Mummy does not feel violent. No. Even a little bit. Even no. though like everyone is shooting <laughs> guns and sword fighting the whole time. It's like oh, this don't feel no, like violence. No, no. <laughs> like No, no, no. It's an adventure. This ain't no violence. No. Yeah. 
I'm going to do a stab. Mm -hmm. Prince Caspian is the most violent Narnia, except for Last Battle, I think. To like, there's the most yeah. scenes that like feel violent. Yeah, um, like the the witch resurrection scene feels violent. Yeah, a lot of the other scenes don't. Yeah. But that one, I'm like, ooh, dark, creepy, dark, creepy, violent. <laughs> yeah, or like the ambush in the forest. It's yeah. like, ooh, this bad. This is peril. Yeah. Some peril? Light, question mark. Light peril. <laughs> well, it's that peril light. <laughs> it's that weird question that comes up in like every now and then. So what happens if we die in Narnia? <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a clean transition into the music, but we can continue to talk about Black Panther in context of music, too. Yeah, I also don't have a clean transition. I, I know what made me think about it, and it's that in Black Panther, that, there's that whole concept of, like, which was so brave and so good mm -hmm. of, like, with the Marvel Universe being as it is, where, like, most of human history is the same. Right. And Wakanda existing, like, there's a huge, not insignificant thread. And, in fact, like, the heart of the political conflict, mm -hmm. besides, like, who are you loyal to? The heart of the actual conflict is, like, should Wakanda have done something about, you know, slavery? Right. And, you know, racism and all of the wars that are tearing yeah. up the rest of Africa? Like, shouldn't have Wakanda done something right. about that? And um, the song that, that gets me on the album, Send Them Kids yep. to War. Yep. I knew you were going to say that one. Yeah, well, that's the one that made me think, like, <laughs> oh, this this feels very related. Yeah. I do want to talk about that, actually, before we get to the music. Because that is really important. And that is, I think, the thing that makes Black Panther, like, a great movie and not yeah. just enjoyable. Is that it's the same thing we talked about with All Involved and Safe to a much greater extent yeah. of, like... How much is how much is my complacency complicity? Yeah. Yep, that's what I wanted to say. Like yeah. how much is my being okay with this happening somewhere, me participating in it happening there. Yeah. Um and like the whole never again and never forget all of those things and like the fact that Okay, here's my political statement of the day. The fact that there are currently migrant children in the same internment camps that they used for the Japanese in the Second World War in America, I'm like, so where does my complacency become being complicit? Yeah. And, and where does my being complicit become being a participant? Like, yeah. where is that line? Um, and that is a very, like, that seems to be, to me, like, the theme of black yeah. panther is like how does that work right and t'challa telling his ghost dad that he was wrong is one of the most powerful scenes oh, i've ever yeah. seen it's like a reverse mufasa and simba <laughs> yeah i know i'm like oh it's like yeah the, the dad's all like remember who you are and t'challa's like you remember who you are <laughs> you were wrong and i'm like get it simba yes. get it simba yes simba we're in a room full of instruments and they all started buzzing. <laughs> I yelled on pitch and all the strings started moving. <laughs> that was the freakiest feeling I've ever had. No, but it was pretty up there. It was just so like, like the oh, whole yeah. room vibrated and like it felt like I was in a cave and it echoed. It was that feeling passing through me. Oh my God. Did it feel like the feeling you get when someone shoots your vibranium shield? Mm-hmm. Guns, so primitive. That's also su uh, such a great line. They're getting shot at and they're just driving like completely calm. <laughs> Guns, so, so primitive. primitive. 
Yeah, I love that. I love a movie that uh, that imagines Africa without all of the things that happened to it, and also yeah. at the same time imagines like, okay, but like, is it okay that they didn't stop any of yeah. this? I mean, that a very sketchy political spy is the only one interfering with human trafficking. Yeah, and that she's like alone in the field. It seems like there. It yeah. doesn't seem like there's a ton, and like there's Wakandan spies everywhere. But the Wakandan spies aren't doing anything. They're just observing. Right. And it's like, shouldn't you be doing something? That's a yikes from me, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that this whole conflict and the whole, po- like, the interpersonal conflict that spirals out. Because any interpersonal conflict in a royal family is a political conflict. Yep. Um, see also Prince Caspian. Yep. Is about, like, how Wakanda won't do anything. Yeah. About how bad things are for so many people. And, and in particular... Um, for black people worldwide, like how yeah. difficult things are in certain areas. Because he's in, what is it, Compton? When he gets the uncle? Like, I think it's Compton, which is like next to where the Rodney King riots were. Right. Like, it's in the same circle. Right. So this guy looked at all involved and went, you know what would solve this problem? Vibranium. Yeah. It's like, you're not wrong. You know, you're not wrong. You're pretty right, actually. You make a strong and compelling <laughs> argument. Unfortunately, it did not work on your king. No. <laughs> not even a little. Nope. I wanted to talk about that a little bit, because that, that was the big yeah. that was the big connection yeah. point, and I finally remembered it. Yeah. I'm a little tired. <laughs> yeah. Woke up kind of early. Yeah. Couldn't fall back asleep. It's a yikes for me, bro. Uh. Okay, what's the music? Sideshow from the Burns Unit. Burns Unit, such a cool band. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's very good. It's a you know Scottish punk. What's your favorite song? Oh God, why do you make me do this every time? You ask me this first every time, which Dang. is why I asked you it. It you um, you it first. <laughs> okay, I don't think it's the best song on the album. Can I answer best and favorite? Yeah, sure. Okay, great. Because <laughs> my favorite song is Sorry's. Uh-huh. But I don't think it's like the most interesting song. I think the best song on the album is Blood, Ice, and Ashes. Mm. Um, but like mm-hmm. songs that end up on playlists all right. the time, Sorry's. Right. Which is uh, like four-part harmony, but it's Celtic harmony. Yeah. And so like every time I'm listening to it, I'm like, okay, I just have to follow the sound of this person's voice because I will not be able to stay on their harmony if right. I'm listening for the note. Right. It's very good. Yeah. No, that's a good one. What is your favorite song? You Need Me to Need This. Oh, that's such a good song. Which, like, I love all of them. But that one gives me a w- interesting, fun ear feel. It does. Emma Pollock is so expressive, and she has such a small vocal yeah. range that I love it. Like, I need you, I need you, you need me, don't you? And it's like, it, oh, yeah. How did you say that with your voice? Ugh. A little bit about the history of the Burns Unit, just a tiny, tiny bit. Is It's a Scottish band. They're so great. They're based in Glasgow, but they're, it's like a super band of, indie musicians and members from indie bands in Glasgow. Like right. Emma Pollock was originally from the Delgados and th- so it's kind of like a super band of right. indie people and it's like, yeah, okay, I that checks it. out. 
Love it. This is the weirdest, greatest project y'all have ever done. It's Love very it. good. Um, and it is really interesting. And they have a lot of, like, Scotland is always first out the door. Yeah. Um, when England goes to war, like, Scotland gets sent in first because, right. you know, the English don't want to actually no. suffer. So send them kids to war is very different. Yeah. Thinking of it as, like, a Scottish song versus, yeah. like, a UK song. So that's really, really good. Since We've yeah. Fallen Out is excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that song is very good. I'm pulling up mm-hmm. the the track yeah. list. Majesty of Decay is a really interesting song. Yeah, like I did not get it the first hundred times. And yeah, then, I, then it fair. clicked, and then I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's fair." Also, I like what. Side note, mm-hmm. I like when you hit a certain pitch in this room, the strings vibrate. Yeah, just, but <laughs> I just did it again. Oh my goodness! But like, I'll accidentally hit it, and then I just hear instruments next to me just like i did (laughs) this is also a side note because i'm waiting for the lyrics to load i did a a song um on avoiding train wrecks and it doesn't really come through on the recording because it's cleaned up and that's that's fine Mm -hmm. but there's a note that i hit that is the exact pitch of one of the open strings and so it starts vibrating at twice the speed if i (laughs) sing it and and playing at the same time so it sounds like my voice is double reading, and it's very like, that's not possible. Interesting. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Majesty of Decay is is about, like, all the pretty weird broken stuff. And it's like, oh, this is a very yeah. Rory song. Like, every time <laughs> I listen to it, I'm like, this feels like a thing Rory would tell me. Uh. You pedal home in high gear, passing butterflies and broken glass from long gone stolen cars. Wildflowers spreading muggy scents as posters peel from dirty pavements. A young boy offers his mother a beautiful weed. Which also reminds me of the song Marigold by Reliant K. Yeah, yeah I was just about to say, I'm like, hmm. It's it's like I, uh, I know this one. It's like I've heard this before. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to find more burn the Burns Unit lyrics because they're all so they're good. They're really good. They have really good lyrics. Yeah, and very like on par lyrics to their feel and their sound. Yeah, into their tone, like the lyrics match the tone and they match the sounds that they're making. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that makes sense or how to make that make sense, but um, well, uh, some 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 songs you feel like you can tell if they wrote the lyrics or the music first. Yeah. Or it's like, it feels like they put two things together. Th- that never happens with the Burns unit. No. I never feel like they put something yeah. to something. It's like, no, they, they did this at the same time. Or like, yeah. it fits really, really well. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Uh, what is life? What a good song. Ugh. Oh, I can't run away from time. My time will come to end it with a gunshot and a kiss. Oh, I can't run away from time. Uh. Like, excellent, excellent lyrics. Oh, out- outstanding. Uh, you claim you're sober when you're falling down. Uh. The last line of sorry's, which gets me every time. There's one too many trying to make there's this work. There's you, there's me, there's the bottle in the cupboard. Oh. And I'm like, nope, wasn't oh. emotionally ready for oh. that. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, and like Emma Pollock, who you know is like my favorite songwriter mm. ever. She has such a little range, but such good musicality that it's mm-hmm. like, our girl doesn't need a big vocal range. No. Because she knows how to sing all of the notes in the octave and a half she can hit. Yeah. And like, it's so expressive and good. And so lyrically poignant. Well, 
Lyrically poignant. Poignant. I can't say that word. Poignant. I always poignant. I need to remember if I ever become an author who gets to have readings to cut that word from all of my stories. Poignant. Like poignant. 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 Maybe I'll just start saying pointy. Pointy. Like reading it like this poem is very pointy. Fair. Like this poem is a heart poke. Yeah. I've been impaled. Pointy. As you know, I have complicated feelings about Frozen, but the Frozen 2 trailer has me real hype. Interesting. I wasn't expecting that. Interesting. Yep. I think it's because Adina Menzel sings in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sold. I'm already Whoa. sold. <laughs> Whoa. Adina? Are you there, Adina? It's me. Anyone else? Yo, that movie's unusually old. Frozen? Yeah. Yeah, it's like six years old. I know. I keep like thinking it came out like two years ago, but no, it came out at least when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, it's relevant as hell. I don't know how it's relevant to the Burns unit, but it's relevant. Do you have a song on this album that you would secretly cut? I do. I actually do. So I'm asking you first. Uh, Not necessarily, no. I would probably secretly cut Future Pilot AKC. Fair. Because I always forget it exists. Fair. Hmm. Oh, gosh. Are you just going to make a playlist with the album and then just not add that one? No. I'm going to read some of the lyrics from Send These K- Them Kids to War. Fair. Not right now, but I mean in yeah. the future. I hear the whisper on the television, listening to men with ideas but no vision, so I'm telling you to stop, sit back, and listen. If you don't, you won't know what you're missing. Mm. It's like, ah, it's rap, but set to Scottish punk yeah. music. Holo halala hendi handa. Holo halala hendi and that phrase also goes towards like the lyrics in these songs yeah kind of like listen and you'll miss them oh yeah well and especially the one girl the the girl who's not emma it's like yeah i have no idea what she's saying yeah there's three girls aren't there because there's a fast singing one, and there's Blood Ice and Ashes Girl, and then there's Emma. Mm. Right. There's definitely three, and I'm forgetting their names. That's fine. It's such a good. So listen to the Burns Unit. Do it. Watch Black Panther. Do it. Read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and then Prince Caspian. Do it. They're not that long. <laughs> no. You got time. You can do it. Yeah. I believe in you. <laughs> Sorry about this episode being weird. Uh, we had... We had some time off. Yeah. And so we're, we're getting back into the swing of things, but I feel like it's still a good episode. You know why? Because we talked about Narnia and Black Panther. Yeah. And also the Burns Unit. <laughs> Sideshow about the Burns Unit. We got this. Okay. Rory, what is your recommendation of the week? Oh, I'm so unprepared. I had no idea you were going to ask that. Oh, it is so nice, though, that it's actually for the week because there's a new episode next week, which yeah. will probably be more structured. What's our podcast? It's unabashedly positive. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do have a record of the week. It is Beetlejuice, (laughs) the musical. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. Beetlejuice, the musical, original Broadway cast recording, came out June 6th, I believe. It Mm. is so good. I love it so much. I've listened to it so many times. 
it's the perfect Beetlejuice musical. Like, it is exactly what you'd want mm. from a musical version of Beetlejuice. Yeah. M- one of my life goals now is to see that musical. Oh, yeah. On Broadway. Because, like, it has amazing, like, effects and props and set and, like, everything. The actors are so good and, like, their voices are amazing and perfect for the roles. It's just, it's crazy. Mm, I love it. Yeah, so I'd, uh, I'd really highly recommend that. My favorites, my favorites have to be, um, like, my favorite songs is, are, are, Dead Mom, Say My Name, and, uh, That Beautiful Sound. That Beautiful Sound is about, uh, screaming. I like it. It's so good. I need to see Beetlejuice, and then I will wa- I will listen to the musical. I also recommend watching Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, no, the it just out there, yeah. just to the people. I recommend watching yeah. Beetlejuice because it's also very good. It is on my list, um, but it feels like a spooky. Like I want to watch it in October, and every October I forget. Fair. <laughs> like it's like, oh, today's October thirty second. Just kidding, it's November first. Right, <laughs> the beginning of Christmas season, um, or Thanksgiving, se- whatever. Okay, Beetlejuice the musical soundtrack? Yes. Excellent. And you? Adieu. Et toi? <laughs> I do have a wreck of the week. Um, it is a YouTube show that is already completed. Mm. It's called 100 Days, mm. and it is John Green and his best friend Chris getting in shape. Aww. That's it. That's the premise, and it's so great. It's 100 days of them having a healthy midlife crisis. Um, and it's very good and very positive and also, like, not pretend positive. And right. I really like it because it's also not like driven by weight right. num- as a number at all. Like, right. it's all about like, how's your cholesterol? What's your resting heart rate? Right. What's your active heart rate? Like all of those things, right. um, which is really cool. And it's just neat to see that. And uh, whenever I need like a positivity, but different from like worth it. Right. Um, it's great. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we talked about everything. The Caspian segment was rough and then we got there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's only one thing left to do. It's usurp our, our, uh, our brothers who are king. Just kidding. No usurpation in this house. Roll credits. Our theme song is Downtown Love by Reese from his EP, It's Okay to Be Sad. This podcast is produced and edited by Heidi. Both Heidi and I do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to all of the things. If, you en- if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes and or become a supporter on Patreon. Follow along on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at spoilers underscore ahead underscore. And we'd love to hear from you. Yes, we would. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye.